Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I'm your host James and today we will be talking about the episode Rustle Up Some Fun. So at the beginning of the episode, Russell is checking the squeakiness of the squeaky toys and sorting them into loud and soft and throwing away the ones that don't work. Meanwhile, Pepper is entertaining everyone else with a fake arrow through the head gag, which, I mean, they're pets, so I guess, I guess it's new to them, but eh, it's still charming in some right. But uh, Russell comes over and sees it and says that the arrow could poke someone's eye out, even though Pepper points out that it's made of rubber and can. But then Russell wraps it up anyway in, like, bandage or whatever and says, safety first, then fun. But Vinny questions where he got that information but then Russell pulls out a book on safety and fun and explains that in chapter one is safety and chapter two is fun. But everyone else seems fed up with Russell's stinking attitude and they just walk off. And then the credits happen, the opening theme song. And then... uh. Then we cut to the park later where Blythe is walking Minka and Zoe and Minka's just excited about everything because it's her second favorite place to be because of like the air and the grass and stuff and Zoe says it's humid out and then we see uh, Blythe's friend Sue jogging in the park like listening to music and stuff while Blythe is looking at a butterfly and they both crash into each other and then just Sue falls over but Blythe doesn't fall over. Um, Sue apologizes saying that she was in the zone for track tryouts but uh, Blythe says it's fine. Uh, Sue says that while she looks dirty and sweaty Blythe doesn't but Blythe counters with the fact that Sue's been like working out but and Blythe just has been like having a relaxing stroll uh (coughs) she then invites Sue to her place to get cleaned up uh then back at the pet shop Russell's checking on the toys and the beds to see if they're organized while Vinny and Sunil sneak around and mess everything up and when they get to the beds, Russell says that organized beds ensure quality nap time. That's my motto. Then he thinks to himself and says, yeah, I think I need a better motto than that. And then Russell sees Sunil stick a drool-drenched octopus toy into the tennis ball bucket. Russell immediately freaks out and gets like, like, uh, they're not tweezers, but they're, like, big tweezers that you use for fireplaces and other things to take away the drool-drenched octopus toy. But then Vinny and Sunil emerge laughing and tell Russell to lighten up and call him Rusty. But 
Russell corrects them and says he prefers Russell, but then they just give him a new name, Siri Russell. Oh boy. Oh boy. And believe it or not, there is even worse dialogue in this episode. Uh, but that name sticks for the rest of the episode, so we might as well get used to saying it. Siri Ussel. Oh boy. But uh, after this, Russell gets mad like anyone should, because it's not a great <laughs> It's not a great pun, even though I'm laughing at it. I'm laughing at the fact that I just realized this, but... Hey, that's that's what happens when you talk these things through and take things a little seriously. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, I'm sorry. I could not resist. I am I am a puns man by trade. And you know, that, that was just there. How could I resist? But anyway, uh, in Blythe's apartment, uh, Blythe compliments Sue on how Blythe's clothes look on her, and Sue uh, takes that compliment and runs in a very different direction with it, saying uh, that she wishes she was more like Blythe, which begins the downward spiral of this episode. Uh, Sue compliments Blythe more by saying she's smart, she's arty, she's funny. But Blythe says Sue's cool too, but Sue ignores Blythe and asks personality questions like, what's your favorite color? Who's your favorite author? Favorite food, I think, was one of them. But there is one other one I remembered. And it's... uh, whether Blythe prefers Edward or Jacob. Yep, we're at we're at the twilight portion of a young girl's life. Or maybe not, because I want to point out that in later episodes they use a Twilight parody. So maybe they're actual boys? And Sue's just getting Blythe's opinion on which one's hunkier to see which one she wants to date. Who knows? Maybe it is about Twilight and then a new thing comes to compete with Twilight later. I don't know. Either one sounds plausible, but my my idea that they're actual boys and that Sue's looking for some dating advice, I think is just a little more fun. Uh, but while Sue is questioning Blythe on all of these, Blythe is starting to freak out about this new attention she's getting from Sue. Because she's not liking it. I don't think anyone would. Unless they were very narcissistic, but Blythe isn't very narcissistic <laughs> so um back in the pet shop russell is checking his checklist and then double checks it 
And then Penny Ling asks uh, Russell if he's double-checking his checklist. And Russell says, you know it. Or, no, he says, I just finished it. Either way, Russell then asks Penny Ling if he can say something off the record. But then Penny Ling says, there's a record? And then they just pause for a minute. And then it's just a little awkward pause. But then uh, Russell just foregoes the whole like notion of a record and just asks Penny Ling straight out if Russell is too serious. And Penny Ling is kind of nervous to answer at first. And then Russell lists some other adjectives about that could describe him. But then Penny Ling says, maybe serious is the best way to describe you. She then points out that at uh, Minka's birthday party, Russell sprayed an entire canister of fire extinguisher for birthday candles. And then Russell is adamant that the candles were a fire hazard citing a specific code about it. But uh, Penny Ling says that they appreciate how Russell keeps things safe and organized for everyone, but it won't hurt him to relax every once in a while. Russell, like, leans on a block to prove that he can relax, but the box falls, and then Russell falls with. And anyway, um, at school... Uh, Jasper says it's Taco Tuesday, which he's excited for because there's tacos. And come on, who doesn't like a good taco? But anyway, uh, Slythe walks the Slythe, Slythe, Slyther, no Slything. <laughs> Excuse me, Sue walks in wearing Blythe's clothes. And then flatters Blythe by saying she's right all the time and asks if uh, she can keep wearing the clothes a while longer. I mean, keep the whatever. If she can keep the clothes a while longer. Uh, Blythe says that she can keep them as long as, and then Sue joins in with, you like... And then Sue starts to finish another sentence. And then Blythe says, I noticed that you're finishing my... And then Sue joins in with sentences. And you can see Blythe getting nervous about this. Because this is really weird. Slythe... When I said Slythe earlier, that that's pretty much how Sue feels like she wants to be. Uh, back at the pet shop, uh, the pets are introduced to a new day camper for today, a pig named Mary Frances, and all the other pets surround them excitedly, but then Mrs. Twombly says, don't try to hog Mary Frances, and then laughs at her own little pun. Uh, Russell then comes in, uh, calms down everyone, and tries to inform Mary Frances about the pet shop, but uh, because of Mary Frances' name, uh, Russell thinks that Mary Frances is a she, 
But Mary Frances is in fact a he. And he explains that his owners wanted a girl, but they didn't get a girl, so whatever. And then, like, Mary Frances confronts Russell, saying, you got a problem with that? Russell uh, explains, no, no, uh, and explains that uh, Mary Frances is clearly a man by finding out all of his manly appeal. And with some help from Zoe and Penny, it works. Um, Mary asks, Mary now uh, appeased, asks about feeding time. And then Russell says that soon. But first, Russell wants Mary to answer some questions about him. To uh, get to know him better. To see... Like, his interests and stuff. Um, Okay, so back at school, Blythe is getting lunch, and then Sue's following right behind her, getting uh, what Blythe is getting. And then in the lunch line, Sue asks Blythe how to be perfect like her. Blythe says she's not perfect, but then Sue comes back with, yes, you are. Even the way you put graping on your mashed potatoes is perfect. I will say, Blythe did put her gravy in the shape of a heart on her mashed potatoes, which is impressive. It is impressive. <laughs> but then, oh, oh goodness, we're, we're getting into a bad dialogue. <laughs> Blythe shrugs it off by saying, I don't want to say it. It's so bad. But she says, so I like tidy mashies. Uh, Still, the worst is yet to come. Oh, oh goodness! I'm I'm dealing with the three ghosts of terrible writing this episode. Uh. But anyway, uh, to pick us up from that terrible line, I don't understand at all. Uh, there's a song. It's a really, it's a really, actually, really well uh, put together song, where uh, on one side Blythe is pushing Sue to be herself, but Sue wants to be just like Blythe, and it's very well done. Um, and in the song, Blythe keeps trying to change outfits to not look like Sue, but Sue uh, changes her outfits to match Blythe. She wants to be just like Blythe. And at one point, there's a weird mirror effect where Sue walks up to a mirror and sees Blythe in the mirror because that's what she wants to be. I just find that a little creepy. This is just this whole wanting to be someone else to me is creepy. Ugh. It's creepy and weird, and I don't get it. Um, But, like, the whole song just underlines 
like this part of the episode. It's just Sue isn't listening to what Blythe has to say. And Blythe keeps trying to push Sue to be herself. Self. Uh, uh, I don't... I need to start recording these earlier. My my tongue is just on, like, permanent twist mode right now. Uh, whatever. When the song finishes... Uh, we go back to the pet shop and see Russell checking his checklist. And then Pepper, Zoe, Vinny, and Minka come up. And uh, they're just as flamenco dancers, I think. With all the girls specifically dressed as Carmen freaking Miranda. Uh, I I never get tired of Homestar Runner pun references. For future reference, this is the last time I'm going to say it, but I love me some Homestar Runner. Uh, and they tell him to lighten up and let his hair down, and Russell says that he can't, which, you know, this is an interesting thing I want to point out, but he's a hedgehog. If he actually let his hair down, he would die. Because he's a hedgehog. And his hair contains pins that uh, protect him from predators. <laughs> this, is, this is why Sonic jumps into enemies in a spin. Because he's spiny. And this is when he runs into them. He's getting his not spiny parts touched. So this is a very, very interesting parallel. <laughs> They've kind of made I don't know they don't go into it as much as I've been going into it but uh whatever so uh after they all start dancing some more Russell vows to have so much fun that they can't handle it just after he tidies a pillow on the chair you know, because it'll be the last time he'll get to tidy something and he wants to, you know, make it memorable, I guess. So uh, later, after school, Blythe walks in and sees Russell wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And then she realizes that she just saw Russell in a Hawaiian shirt and then backs up with truck noises to ask what's going on. Russell explains that he's now Fawn Russell and that he wants everyone to see him differently but because of what Blythe's been going through all day Blythe makes an outburst about how everyone's changing themselves and why can't anyone just be happy being themselves uh, Russell like says and eh, because I'm fun now I'm not going to ask you to tone it down a bit uh, so Blythe specifically asks about the Hawaiian shirt, which uh, Russell says, I don't know, it fuels his new fun Russell persona. And uh, Blythe comes up with an idea after this. So the next day at school, she wears mismatching clothing to try and break Sue away from this idealized version of her 
that she has, but it backfires when the biscuits come up and say the outfit is amazing. That's an exact quote. And everyone starts cheering Blythe. And Sue is even more impressed now because of this weird and wacky style she's going with. That's apparently amazing. So in the pet shop, Fun Russell is now having fun by mixing everything up. His loud and soft squeakers and a few other things. And then Penny Ling asks what's going on and Fun Russell explains that he's Fun Russell and he's having fun. And I will say, credit where credit is due, I don't think anyone but Sam Vincent could have pulled like this off. This like uptight, uh, serious character going wild. It he's a good actor for this. This this is why he played Double D. Cause like he's good at being uptight and wild. It's just fun. Credit where credit is due. Sam Vincent's a good actor. But anyway, uh Russell then approaches Pepper, who is juggling, and uh, gives her her rubber arrow back. And then uh, Pepper says thanks, but then Russell adds two bowling pins, an anvil, and a chainsaw to Pepper's act. And she's still kind of juggling it all, which is impressive. I mean, maybe not as impressive, because we've seen these pets have super strength already. But now we see Pepper's super durability, because uh, Russell blows an arrow into her ear, and then Pepper falls down with the anvil chainsaw, two bowling pins, and three balls. And none of them land on her. So maybe it's not super durability... It's just avoiding projectiles, maybe? I mean, I don't know. There's this one show where this guy couldn't help but get hit by bullets. Like, and he was played by Edge. Uh, But I forgot what show that was. So maybe Pepper has the opposite power of Edge. Uh, I can't... That That is a weird sentence to say. And I didn't even write that down in my notes. That just came to me now. Uh, but what's even weirder is that a second song plays for the episode. And it's a ska song. About how much fun it is being fun. That's... I think that's a lyric. I don't know. The song is just like, it's so much fun being fun. So it's kind of a lyric. Whatever. Uh, So at the beginning of the song, Mary is seen. And since it's a new day, I'm guessing Mary's been brought again today because yesterday went so well. 
And it like he's seen at the beginning with Sunil having mustaches drawn on them, but not at the end of the song, which we'll get into uh a little while later. So Okay, this is another weird sentence, but I did write this one down in my notes. At the beginning of the song, Russell lets out his hairy chest. Like, isn't he always hairy? Because he's a hedgehog. But it's like the typical man hairy chest. Like, I don't know, Tom Selleck? It's like the first person I think of. Like Hawaii Five-O. But whatever. Um, And like it's just. It's a good ska song. It's a song about. Having fun. And. Ska seems to be about that. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just shocked that it's a ska song at all. And um, like. When we first see Penny Ling in the song, she seems a little concerned, but then when she sees everything is, like, fun now, she joins in, and then everyone joins in singing the song, except for Mary, but we'll get to that. Um, oh boy, but, like, yeah, the ska song just kind of came out of nowhere, and it's like, kind of this weird song that doesn't really fit well it fits the mood of the episode but I don't think it fits the mood of the show I don't know this is what I mean like they have a bunch of different songs of different genres in this show that just that just are weird but whatever Uh, so at school uh, Blythe purposely comes in late to class to destroy your reputation, get in trouble, and uh, have her first ever tardy. So in class, uh, we see Sue has already changed into Blythe's horrid outfit. <laughs> uh, once there was a horrid maiden. <laughs> okay. Uh, but then, uh, when the instructor calls on Blythe, Blythe makes an entrance saying she needed a mental break and, like, wasn't ready to come to class on time. But then the teacher agrees and has all of the class take a mental break because he thinks it's a good idea, which, to be fair, probably is, because... Being a kid is is stressful. Like, e- even if you think kids are just little demons, it's, it's still stressful because, like, you don't know anything about the world and you're still growing and you don't understand things. And, uh... But Blythe doesn't seem to comprehend that because she just wanted to get in trouble. But instead... Uh, she gave the teacher a great idea and they take a break for class and Sue's like, thumbs up. And Blythe's like, uh. So, um, 
then back at the pet shop quickly, all of the pets are being wild and crazy while Mary is annoyed and wants peace and quiet, which is why he didn't join in with the rest of It's So Much Fun Being Fun. Anyway, um, so back at school, uh, Blythe finds Jasper and young me and complains about how Sue's copying her. But Sue overhears everything and gets upset and runs off. But then uh, Blythe sees a track poster and has an idea for how she can break Sue out of her cycle. Uh, Back in the pet shop, uh, Russell is dancing in like a caveman onesie and a Viking helmet. But the other pets rush in with a problem. Uh, Mary Francis is missing because he was annoyed with all of them having fun. And he just wanted peace and quiet and food. Uh, Penny leads the charge to get Siri Russell back. But then we get the worst line in this episode, there is no Siri Ossel in this his house. Which, I don't even know what to say to that. That just, that stopped being cool long before the show even debuted. Let alone when this episode aired. Although they're pets and might not get it. But criminally, this is terrible. Which, I don't know. Saying that line should be a crime in Italy. I I don't know. I thought that's where criminally came from, but it's just a corruption of criminy. But, whatever. Uh, So back at school, uh... Sue is stretching for track tryouts and Blythe walks up to Sue who's also signed up to try to begin her ruse to say by saying, oh, I'm so perfect. Just look at what I'm about to do. But then Sue said that she heard what uh, Blythe said to Jasper and young me and she gets it. And... Sue says that she was so focused on trying to be like Blythe, but what she really needed to do was that she needed to work on herself. But Blythe, being the good friend that she is, says that Sue is already great just the way she is. And they make up. So Blythe tries to leave track tryouts, but the coach still makes Blythe try out. Uh, So, uh, The pets rush again to get Russell back, but Russell thinks that they just want someone to make fun of again. But it's not like that, and Penny Ling cries to get Russell back. So Russell, after seeing that, goes into full Russell mode and gets everyone organized into search parties to find Mary Frances. And after... Everyone's given their assignment. Penny Ling says it's nice to have Russell back. 
and Russell says it's good to be back. And now, here's where I'm getting confused. Do they want me to ship a hedgehog and a panda? And do I ship a hedgehog and a panda? Are they succeeding in their goal? I don't know. I just noticed this this time around. But it's weird. <laughs> There's like... Russell confides in Penny. And Penny's like... Yes, like... You're kind of serious. But it's a good thing. And like... It's just... This back and forth is just kind of weird. And then on top of... Well, not weird. But it's like... You know, they're close, but they're friends, and they spend all day together just hanging out and stuff. But, I don't know, there's a later episode that, like, goes into this a little further in a different way. I don't know, do they do they want me to think that this is happening? Do they want me to see their chemistry? Because I think I might be seeing it. And as the filthy shipper I am, I think I might be okay with it. <laughs> I don't know. This is weird. So, uh, back at the track, uh, Blythe attempts to run, but trips on her shoelaces and lands headfirst into the sand, at least, and not onto the pavement. Uh, but then Sue runs and sets a school record and makes varsity. And now I'm confused again. Because I don't remember if middle school has varsity. And if they don't have varsity. How are these characters in high school? It's just weird either way. So I'm just going to blow past that for now. Um... So Blythe congratulates Sue and says that she's perfect. And Sue's like, yeah, you're right. Because, like, this is great. And then Sue gets carried off by the rest of the track team, presumably. Deservingly so, because she set a school record at a tryout. That means she could probably break records, because they're practicing and competing later. Which gets the adrenaline pumped up more. So, uh, back at the pet shop, Russell finds Mary under the table with a stack of food. And then pet, and then after Mary returns home with his owner, the pets cheer for the return of Russell. And, like, they, like, just say, yay, Russell, and stuff. But then immediately put on the rubber arrowheads to annoy him a little. But it's all in good fun. Blythe walks in to the pet shop and asks why Russell lost his Hawaiian shirt. Russell said that it wasn't his style. And he just decided that it's better to be Russell. And uh, he says even though fun Russell may be gone for good. Less serious Russell may show up every now and again. And then he puts a rubber arrow on his head as well. Ending the episode. So, 
all in all, this is like a good episode, good message, two good songs, one of them ska. I don't know. I just, I'm not doing this podcast because I think all of the episodes are bad. I'm doing this because I think all of the episodes are weird in some capacity. And this episode certainly showed its weird stripes with the ska song and terrible dialogue choices and, uh, like, a bunch of other stuff. But, like, I don't know. There's heart in this show. There's, like, There's a good message about being yourself. Like, this is a lot better of a kid's show than, like, some things. Do I I need to go into my Bratz rant again? I hope not. (laughs) But, uh, in all honesty, you could do a lot worse for kids' shows. And this episode proves it even with all of the weird things. So that is it for this episode of Littlest Petcast. Uh, be sure to leave your reviews on Apple Podcast and uh, uh, Shout Engine. And I don't know if I happen to put this up on a different RSS feed or whatever. Uh, leave Leave something there as well. So join us next time for the next episode, Blythe's Crush. And this is going to be a good one. Later!